This is a Galactic Network podcast. The Podcast of Terror is a great podcast. It's covering movies that are not for children, and thus this podcast is not for children. The hosts are two adults who will use bad words from time to time. They'll also spoil movies if that's not your thing. So if you don't like spoilers and you don't want to hear some dirty language or some dirty references to dirty parts of your body, then please, please, please wash your body parts better and do not listen to this show. If you can handle it, and I hope you can because there's a great podcast coming up, then please proceed with Podcast of Terror. I did not. That's okay. I, I thought I've had to poop and have not. I um, Speaking of poop, there was... So Thursday night I went and saw John Wick with uh, one of my coworkers and her husband. Because Alyssa hates action movies. So I go with them. <laughs> so okay. like I'm going to go see the new Terminator with them because she won't go see it in the theater. Um, so there's a place that on Thursday nights it's guys night. So it's like 45 cent wings. My dumb right. ass is like, how hot are your hottest ones? And the girl's like, honestly, they're not that bad. I'm like, fucking give me six of them. And the next morning, I woke up and Alyssa got in the shower and I just was like, oh, no. <laughs> and I, I fucking sprinted to the bathroom and then just shot fire out of my ass. Two times before I got to work, shit, once more before lunch, and my ass, like, hurt. It, I've had experiences uh, back in the days when you see Szechuan as, as spicy they could make it, Yeah, where... I, I shit stuff out, and I'm pretty sure I saw red pepper flakes Ugh. in the the stool. Like, I don't look before I flush too often, but at that point in time, it was a morbid you're curiosity. Just, well, you're, you're making sure there's no blood involved. I really felt like I shed out the devil. Uh, and, um, yeah, I, it's like, it's one thing you see corn or, you know, walnuts or something come out. Uh, that That's a reasonable texture that you expect. But this was this was something really just beautiful. Well, <laughs> kind of sparkled with hate. So something we could do is because you said you shat out the devil, and I started singing "Shout at the Devil" <laughs> in my head, but it was "Shout at the Devil," and you could do the same with corn, um, oh, just God, just yes. the band instead of. I mean, the band is kind of like a big turd. Remember when they were hot once? Oh my God, they're so hot! Oh God, it, it it's like it's handsome. funny that like people are nostalgic for '80s music. And and I, I kind of get a little pissy about it because I dealt with all that shit in the 80s. And and some of it I loved, and I obviously don't have better musical taste than anybody else. Yeah. Uh, in some cases, a lot worse. But 90s music was so, so awful. So much of the time. Like, there are certain things where I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I, I listened to Jagged Little Pill a billion times the year that it came out. Doesn't surprise me. And the uh, she did a, an acoustic version of it a few years back, and that's really really good. But it, you've got things like Smash Mouth and um, Kid Rock. Yeah. And... So the funny thing is, like Kid Rock was a hardcore white rapper. Right. Then he did new metal, and now he's doing country music. And like no one seems to care about the first two iterations of Kid Rock. I guess after the guy from Hootie and the Bluefish does country music, you, you've you pretty much just sold your soul. Well, that dick mouth from Stained is doing country music too now. Ah, it makes sense, and, and yeah. that's the thing: is a lot of these bands were they were just practically country music dressed up for a pop punk era, 
to sound a little edgy, but they really were just shitty. I don't know, man. Sometimes you just got a ball with a ball. Bang, bang, I can't even say the words, man. <laughs> if I tried really hard, I probably could. But I remember hearing the music video. So at my parents' house, um, they had a loft, and the computer used to be in the loft when my brother and I were teenagers because we were teenage boys on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a TV that would sit behind me and it was just like this fucking like eight inch screen and I had MTV on and it was like midnight on a Saturday and that video came on and it changed my life. Yeah. I went and purchased the CD. Um, and I was, as was, was a kid Rocky and I also love, and metal. I, I still proudly display the fact that I listened to Striper in the eighties. Uh, yeah. But I feel like that's less uncomfortable musically striper is really good yeah if you're not in the message, rock musically it's, it's not is not uh, yeah especially when two of his biggest rock songs weren't the music it wasn't even his yeah that's the thing it, it's kid rock is not a far cry from vanilla ice it, it's no they're just different assholes of the same coin uh, isn't, isn't vanilla ice from detroit too uh no he was from florida oh that makes more sense yeah Although He's one of those Miami punks that shaves our eyebrows. Kid Rock did not. Uh, Kid Rock didn't have a song on the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle two soundtrack. I bet he wishes he could have though. Fuck! I wish I had a song on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle two soundtrack. No shit. Um, <laughs> Beat says that it's an alternate or mirror universe where Corey's bitrate is better than mine. I did notice that you're looking quite <laughs> crystal clear these days. I don't know if they started pumping more more megabits to uh, your your treehouse. No, give my computer a minute. It'll fuck it up. Wow, well, now fucking beat totally ruined it for us. So I feel like we should probably talk about what we've done for the past four months. Because it's, yeah. it's been pretty much four months since last time we put on an episode. Hey, guys, if you listened to the last episode and we said we'll see you next time I mean, and there, you didn't realize it was going to be in another quarter... Uh, hey, welcome back to the Podcast of Terror. Well, much like all things that we steal from Worst Episode Ever, we're now just taking random extended breaks. And then, you know what? Maybe it, the next episode will come out in six months. It won't. I mean, yeah, it'll maybe. be less than that. but Or maybe we'll put out an outtakes episode that is three times longer than the regular episode. <laughs> the, I'd have to take things out for there to be outtakes. Yeah, I know you would actually have to do editing. Yeah. Checked out of you on that. Yeah. Why don't you guys just accept the fact that you get something? Something's better than nothing. Well, not necessarily in this case. Uh, so, yeah, we <laughs> went on a hiatus. Matt was doing a lot of stuff with his band. I had just moved to Michigan, if you recall, and was uh, just about to start my job out here. And things just kind of went a little bit like maybe maybe we're both mentally not in the best place to to do a weekly show at the same time of all this other stuff. yeah and and i mean the fact that we this is we've almost been doing this for four years which yeah blows my fucking mind this is episode Absolutely. 152 i never thought that it would have lasted one year let alone four yeah we're like michael jackson and lisa marie presley people said it wouldn't last yeah oh never mind how long how long was their marriage uh, probably about five minutes past that scene on the MTV Awards when they said that. Wow. Um, I want to see the kiss. Marriage length. I know that we've already beaten uh, Kim Kardashian. And- Don't look up Michael Jackson length. No. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> marriage. I forgot the word marriage. 
Ah, all right, let's see here. That's perfect for Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, poor Nick Cage had to be the guy who's like, oh, yeah, Lisa Marie Presley is the love of my life. And who's she married to now? Who's Lisa Marie Presley? Who's she Lisa married Marie to? Presley. She was married to Nicolas Cage for a while. Jesus Christ. Um. Yep. Which I think was him going through his Elvis phase as it was. <clears throat> so this podcast has lost, lasted longer than the Michael Jackson, Lisa Marie Presley marriage. There was two years. Yep. Nick Cage was 2002 to 2004. Then she was married to some dick mouth named Michael Lockwood from 2006 to 2016. He's an American guitarist and producer, a native of Hawthorne, California, best known for producing and performing with Lisa Marie Presley. Ooh, <laughs> and Fiona Apple. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, what, do you th- what do you think Lisa Marie Presley is up to these days? Uh, probably looking for husband number four. I suggest yeah. somebody from the Black uh, Pros. Number five, very actually. With the ladies. Oh, Michael God. Jackson was not her first. She was married no, from I didn't... 88 to 94. Oh, Jesus. Wow, she took six years off between Michael Jackson and Nicolas Cage. Good for her. Oh, she's a Scientologist. Well, there you go. She Oh, she defected from the church in 2016. Oh, well, maybe that's why she's single now. Um, That would make sense. She's got to take back her, her love life from Xenu. If uh, I, I mean, if she's listening, I'm pretty sure she's listening to this. So she just want to give us a call. I did. Uh, I'd she's think. not an unattractive lady. No, not I at mean. all. She's kind of like that dirty hot. Like I'd probably spit on her if she asked me to. <laughs> or if she doesn't ask. No, yeah. If she, even if she doesn't ask. Oh man, she does not look good these days. Oh, did she? Yeah, she. Go to the same surgeon as her mom. Oof. Oof. I can't tell if she has makeup to make her eyes look black or that's just... Yeah, never mind. I retract my statement. <laughs> uh, Still only to spit on her just for different yeah, reasons. Though. Yeah, I'd plow like 90s Lisa Marie. Not present day. <laughs> <laughs> Beat also suggests that if pot lasts longer than five years, go see your physician. Or uh, call more ladies. Mm, yes, because obviously we're wonderful towards the ladies. <laughs> Well, you know, that's from uh, the ladies' man. There's something about Carvassier and erections lasting longer than four hours. Call more lady. You know, I'm not going to hate on you for, for quoting Tim Meadows. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little concerned that you were going to think less of me um, no. for, for knowing that. Tim Meadows, is he, he gets a pass. He's, he's all right. Uh, I feel like maybe we should, we should cover that movie. I feel scary. like it is a horror movie in its own right. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of shit. I know I briefly mentioned seeing John Wick. I don't. Have you seen that? I, I'm trying to talk about all the shit we did for the past four months individually because I haven't really. <laughs> I, I, movies. In all honesty, like I haven't talked to you a ton. We've kept in touch, but I. Uh, I've done two podcasts planet. that were longer than the Avengers movie about the Avengers movie. How but was? I have not seen the third John Wick yet. Okay. Um, the best way to describe John Wick is if you take the 10 minutes of talking out, it's just 80 or not 80. What was it? Two hours. It would be 120 minutes of just murder. Yeah. The, the guys at work were talking about John Wick three and they were going over it and then looked over like, well, have you seen it yet? Are we spoiling for you? I'm like, what the fuck are you going to spoil about John Wick three? It's yeah, not guys. even a script. It's a two page pamphlet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, there were some fight scenes that I thought went on a little long, but I, I wanted to see everyone die. And that's that's, that's what happens. Um, There was a scene with dogs that I thought went on a little too long. 
Beat says he's seen it twice, so I'm curious what he thought of that part. But um, they announced the fourth one already. Yeah, I'm excited and, and good on them. I mean, it's it they're terribly enjoyable. Yeah, like I I held off on watching the first one for a long time because of the scene with the dog. I I was just I don't know if I can handle watching that in a movie. I rewatched one and two this past week before going to see the third one, and I I fucking teared up. Yeah. Um. So be- it's like the opening to up, except yeah, you know, a little more manly violent. and eight hundred percent more murders. Yeah. Um. I, so I'm glad you want that many murders. You have to go see Cars. <laughs> it's cars four. Hit and run. <laughs> I would love to see a Cars version of Death Race 2020. Yeah, I mean that would just be fantastic. Especially if they got Stallone. Uh, to do a voice, we can't get David Carradine at this point, but God, that would be just so fucking cool. <laughs> um, B, so B did point out the fact that in John Wick Three, Keanu Reeves does say "guns, lots of guns," like <laughs> yeah. literally the same line out of the Matrix. Yep. And he's not far off from from Neo at this point. A little more karate, more neon lights, but yeah, it was good. I highly suggest you go see it if you're interested. Um, I will watch it on some sort of cable streaming service thing like I've watched the other ones. Yeah, and I mean, it's not going to change your life to go see it right now, yeah. especially if you weren't, you know, eagerly awaiting it. No, but it, it, it is it's a fun franchise and I, I don't begrudge anybody making that franchise and having it work. And I know that they're supposed to be doing a TV series based around the hotel, which oh. I think is really cool because there's a lot of backstory to all these other characters that are around John Wick that I'm totally into i actually really want to go to the because it's the continental in new york city yep i kind of want to go there I, apparently it's closed now well yeah you know while it's popular let's let's just close it off to the public oh maybe it's not the yelp page says that it's closed <laughs> i uh, don't know wikipedia can get to the bottom of this i, I oh, imagine okay. it would be a tough time to be running that hotel though because everybody's going to want to come in there oh, and yeah. act like they're in john wick and then start shit behind the scenes and try not to get caught and somebody gets murdered in the next room and adrian palacki is there and why not because phew, yeah. Adrian palacki mm-hmm. um no yeah it, it, i didn't realize it just opened in 2011 yeah. I, I just kind of just assumed that this was an older hotel i'm trying to figure yeah, out I'm, I'm i'm really kind of like into the where action movies like that are coming from right now because uh denzel keeps doing the equalizer movies yeah and i was a fan of the equalizer tv series but those films are are really great too and they're not huge hollywood films i mean they're we're we're seeing because they're denzel Mm -hmm. but they're just they're good and they're solid and you know it's not crazy uptick of action like john wick is but it's still got a good amount of it and it's it's a cool story to do. Uh, Tom Cruise had done the Jack Reacher films, and the first one was was pretty good. The second one felt more like a TV movie level, um, but it's it's not bad. It's just like it it doesn't quite have the feel of a Tom Cruise Hollywood film. But I would like to see that continue too. I think these are these are good times when you've got to go up against giant blockbusters with huge budget budgets like the Avengers films or the you know whatever DC's trying next, um, yeah, and the Star Wars stuff and all these other things. It's nice to have things that can be still in that center to lower on budget, but still give 
a good story and a good amount of action to be fun. Mm-hmm. And it's it's tough to always be reaching eleven on a scale of ten. Well, and that's the problem is everything needs to be bigger and better than it was the last time. Excuse me, and it's not. Eventually, something's going to have to give. Um, so, upon further uh, review, the Continental is like apartments; it's not a hotel. Oh, and a studio apartment, which is a twenty by twenty room, starts at thirty five hundred dollars a month. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Uh, New York is is kind of crazy to people like us. Aaron was just reading. Um, Aaron's mom came out to visit us a couple weeks ago uh, from California. So we, we're trying to get her to move out here mm-hmm. and we're looking at houses. And uh, my house, it, for people who don't know, is, you know, it's an old house. It's got its issues and stuff, but it was built in 1900. It was $70,000, less than $70,000. Uh, and it's on a double size lot. So it's about a third of an acre of space and so we were looking at options and everything and i guess aaron was looking up tiny houses in michigan and right now i guess there's legislation that says that you can't build houses at least in certain cities that are smaller than 1400 square foot and the reason is that they don't want to have these tightly bound together spots where you know you get too much congestion in a city um, because there's nothing but land out here so they're I don't know it's as much that they're against the tiny house movement as they are they're trying to keep people to have space and be able to I it's probably more for developers than anything. But it was weird to kind of see that. Whereas we were walking around our lot a couple weeks ago and I was just like, if this was California, there would be six houses on this. Yeah. We could we could easily fit six, you know, five more than ours, get rid of the garage or have like one parking space for like each place to have its own spot. But yeah, it would it would be like not even a thought process. We would not be necessarily window window. But I've seen that when I was down in Vegas last in Henderson, they were they were building three story houses with five feet in between. Like you could literally reach out the window and touch the next house. Yeah, when we looked at houses in California originally, that was one of the things that I noticed is there was a beautiful homes, great new construction. Uh, everything you could ask for inside except for space. And when you were in the main bathroom. I could reach across the way to grab toilet paper out of the other person's bathroom. Yeah, that's fucked up, man. It, it's it's weird in California, especially because the outdoor living is what it's sold upon. Mm-hmm. But nobody can afford to live there, and the outdoor living is pretty much you just have to get out of your house and go to the one beach or whatever that's close by, or or up in the hills for hiking, uh, to to enjoy the space and then go live in your box again. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. It's- Whatever. It's all a racket. Um, real quick, I want to thank a friend of the show, Mike Nielsen, who sent me a bottle of New Holland Dragon's Milk Triple Mash, which is local to you. It's I can't get it. Um, huh. So he sent me that and a couple, uh, like a bottle opener and a, a koozie and a shirt from his company. So thanks, Mike. That's awesome. Yeah, I got to send him some beer in return. He told me not to, and I told him to go fuck himself. So, as you do as a sign of gratitude. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was opening a, we had some friends over last night. I was opening a bottle with the the opener he made, and someone was like, "Oh, that's really cool. How did you get that?" And I'm like, "Oh, and I said oddly enough, a guy that listens to me talk on the internet made it to made it for me." And Alyssa just looks at him. She goes, "And he gave him our address." 
I'm like, we didn't come over and fucking kill us. It doesn't really matter. It could be worse. He sent you alcohol and a bottle opener. Now, unless the bottle opener is meant to be your defense against him, uh, he did arm you. That's a really good point. Um, I, I Although mean, he did also disarm you by saying, well, Matt's going to be drunk. Yeah. But that's... it's not like you have to send Matt beer for Matt to be drunk. No. Yeah, I got yelled at yesterday because we couldn't fit food in the fridge because there was too much beer. And I'm like, give me oh. like two days. I'll clear it out. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. I finally brought the little mini fridge up here from downstairs that was here when we first arrived um, because we hadn't got a fridge yet. Mm. Uh, my mom dropped it off. She's like, yeah, you can you can take it upstairs and have it in your office. I'm like, I don't know if that's really going to make any sense. But I bought a 12-pack of Mountain Dew bottles and threw them in there. And it's it's nice. It's just nice to have that within reach. You know um, that if you get real thirsty, just, slowly give up. Of, yep, just walk over there and get yourself a nice cold bottle of sugar corn syrup. Oh, Jesus. It, like, so City of Heroes came back. Um, not really, not publicly. Like, it's people are running it on private servers. Okay. I, I heard you mention story. it and I kind of didn't think twice about it. Yeah. No, it would be, it would be great if they were still developing for it because the, the people who are playing it, there's now five servers up. Uh, one of them's uh, the European server. Mm-hmm. And it is on the weekends, it is slammed all the time. And there's constantly like we have to create four instances of the city because there's just too many people playing. Uh, so I know that NCSoft could make money, not a lot oh. probably, but certainly while it's free, it's getting a lot of attention. But there was a story that was written, I guess, in Wired or something where people had a private server and so only a small group were playing on it. And the guy who found out about it was like well this sucks because you guys should be letting everybody play this everybody's going crazy to get this game back and some uh iteration of it mm-hmm. so they they open it up they put it out there and the first servers got overloaded and so some other team took it on and it's it's still you know it's it, they can't get any money for it because as soon as they do they open up to lawsuits um they're trying to do things in a nice way with ncsoft because ncsoft still does own the property and the characters and everything. They keep saying that they're going to do something with it, but they haven't for years. Um, but it's just fun. So I'm sitting here in my new office playing this game that's like 15 years old, maybe, and a drinking Mountain Dew, and I've got little step Debbie snacks on my desk. And it's it's like, okay, this is how I was going to die 15 years ago. This is definitely how I'm going to die now. <laughs> They're going to have to move me out of here like Gilbert Grape's mom at the end of the movie. <laughs> Just crane me out. Um, Yeah, I don't think I ever played. I think I played City of Villains. I don't think I ever played City of Heroes. Yeah, and it does both. So it, it's you can oh, never mind. to be her side or villain okay. side. Um, and I guess there's some mission where you can kind of switch your hero to a villain or villain to a hero. Or yeah, I'm just naturally a dick. So clearly I just played as the villains the entire time. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I constantly, I just go towards hero side. I, I don't, it's just my nature. I think it's it's inherently easier to do the villain side because you don't have to worry about following the rules. There's still kind of rules. They don't play that different, but it's just in the villain side, you're, you're constantly like, oh, I kill that dude. And on the hero side, it's like they give you some morality questions of like, are you going to kill this person or are you just going to lock them up or whatever? Uh, do you forgive the woman for for doing something legal to save her family or are do you, you turn around? Come on her belly button. Yeah, <laughs> that's oh. that, that's the morality play. 
of the superhero games. <laughs> maybe this. Maybe I didn't play City of Heroes. No, I played the porn <laughs> adaptation. World of Wombcraft. War. Oh, did, did you ever play World of Warcraft? Uh, briefly, oh. and and that was the thing is that it came out when City of Heroes had already been out, and my friend was trying to get me to play it, and he, I think he even bought me a copy of the game or something, and I tried it for a few months, and I just couldn't get into it because it wasn't COH, and now they've got the vanilla version of Warcraft that yeah. they're just now starting to do because the same thing people wanted to play the original one, and so they had their own servers up, and uh, Blizzard was like, mm, probably not a good we idea to make, do that. We can we make may more have money. To sue the shit out of you. Yeah, fucking whatever. But then Although, they, they give people the opportunity. But now I guess all these people who play the game normally are playing the, the vanilla version and they're like, oh, well, this game's really broken. I don't understand why this isn't working, this isn't working, this isn't working. It's like, that's how the game was. Yeah, man. that's how you wanted it. That's, I guess good. But then are they going to do a shard for each different version of the game that's come out along the way? I don't know enough about World of Warcraft to answer that, like, to, to give like... you a good answer. Because I, I feel like the only difference, and that's the thing, I don't know how many changes got from, you know, the beginning to where it is now to where people would want it back to the old way. Every expansion they did would change the world and it would change the storyline of the world. I was listening to uh, Mind of a Geek, uh, Nate and Brandon had a, a Warcraft uh, player and podcaster on. Uh, and and her and Nate had a really good conversation about it that I'm not into the lore of the stuff, but they really are. And it was incredibly interesting uh, to listen to them because of how deeply the storyline not only goes, but how much it affects them as people who who played it and read the the books and the comics and everything else. And I thought that was really interesting Uh but it also feels like a, a barrier to a new player who wants to come in now. I don't think they make these games for people who, who are new. I think they make these games for people who've played them for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's okay, you know, as long as your audience stays with you. And if your audience is saying, hey, we want to go back to the, the alpha version of this or whatever, because we have that nostalgia, you should feed that nostalgia when you can. As long as it's not going too far off the rails, but you you gotta you gotta listen to your existing audience if you can't draw in a new audience. And I think the new audience is playing on mobile devices, they're playing on phones, they're playing shorter don't, games, they're not into this deep, rich world thing. It's that shitty mentality is the reason that the next fucking Diablo game is a is a mobile game, and and uh, Blizzard thinks that that's like the future. I it kind of is. I, I, it's it seems alien to us I, having Diablo on the the Switch. It's kind of a mobile game in that regard already, but there the players who exist now. It's kind of like when you when you talk to writers and writers say that writing story is going to change or is changing or has changed because the way the people read, they're used to reading text messages. Ari Salvador was talking about this. Probably about uh, 15 years ago, a friend of mine and I went to a signing of his, and Salvador wrote the Raceland books for Dungeons and Dragons. Huge, hugely popular fantasy writer. And he's like, yeah, at some point, stories are going to be told more like text messages. They're going to read more like scripts. Yeah. 
uh, because that's how people are used to reading now. And, and they don't read books the same way. So you can still write books the old way and some people still enjoy it and new readers will come along, but there's going to be a lot of people who are looking for this other thing. And you have to know when to adjust. Now you have to be true to your vision. You have to be true to who you are as an artist. But you also have to know that if the times change and if you want to reach a broad audience, that you're going to have to make some exceptions and change along with them. Um, and I, I I will kick and scream my way into that in the uncertain things. But I also have to know that I don't try to reach a broad audience. Uh, I don't have that in me. I do things too much for my pleasure. Mm-hmm. As much as we say the show is for the listener, and it is, you know, we'd love to make the listeners happy. We just don't know what the listeners want. Um, I, I, I only can do things the way that I do things. And it's, it's tough to, to change my mentality as a creative for that. But I still appreciate when somebody comes along and does something that's mind-blowingly cool, that's for modern players or readers or or listeners or whatever mm-hmm. and they do something that like oh okay now i kind of get it i i get how they're changing the landscape and i get how this fits into it now yeah i mean it's, it's kind of sad that um things have to be dumbed down for the masses i wouldn't even say dumbed but i do think that but it is <laughs> but it yeah, is uh i think that we're at a time where people's attention is pulled so easily to the next thing have you seen basketball recently? Uh, not recently. So I think it's there's. I assumed you had seen it, which is why I didn't ask if you'd just seen it. But there's a scene where um, uh, one of the South Park guys. I don't know who's who. That's my bad. But uh, the older guy is talking to him, and he so makes a comment about how uh, attention spans are measured in nanoseconds, and it like cuts to him, and he's staring off at a bird just on right. a branch, not paying attention. Yep. Um, but it is. Like it, it's weird. I mean, you think of you have a screen in front of you at all times because we can, you know. It, people people stare at their phones so much that now my phone tells me how much I've been looking at it to try to get me to stop looking at it so much. Exactly. It, it, we created this really weird problem that we didn't think would ever be a problem, uh, or if you've read Orwell, you knew it was going to be a problem, but you didn't fight it. Yeah. It was just so exciting to have this thing. The internet changed everything. And then having the internet portable changed it again a hundredfold. Uh, I am trying. I'm I'm on the verge of making a deal with myself that I never take my phone to the bathroom anymore. Because yeah, I'm an old man who already spends too much time peeing. And uh, I just want to want to sit down and and, you know, God, in the worst way, have a breather. Um, uh, I mean, that's a good point. Yeah, and and it's like, it's not healthy. It, it for me physically, it's not healthy, but it's also mentally not healthy to have to have that screen uh, communication device with me. Yeah. So I'm just like, maybe maybe that's where I make my first cut. You know, I'm already using my phone less and less. I'm spending less and less time on it, but I can't watch a movie with Aaron, a movie that she wants to see without getting kind of pissy about the fact that she's staring at her phone or playing on her iPad or something while she's doing it. But I've always been that way. You know, I've always listened to music and done something else or, or played on the computer and looked at the TV. It's not wrong of her to do that. It just, it kind of bums me out, especially when I'm into something and I look over to her for a reaction, but that's because of our relationship with each other. I want to make sure that she's getting, 
the cool things out of it that I'm getting. Yeah, and I'm for her to look up in 20 minutes and say, oh, what happened? I wasn't paying attention. Well, God damn it. Whose fault is that? Mm-hmm. Apples. Uh, <laughs> no, and that's, I mean, that's a good point. Like, you've, we've been watching more TV. Um, it, it's, a, it's a weird thing, and I'm sure you can agree, and anyone who's been married for a long period of time, that as you are together longer, like, you tend to not try so hard. You know, you don't try yeah. as hard at some at sometimes, then you have to, to reassess that. Um, so I've been trying to make sure that we watch TV more, shit like that. Which the TV's always on, but usually it's her on one chair on one side of the room, me on the other chair. We're both staring at our phones. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but now I just set my phone out of arm's reach, and I notice that I look at it a lot less. Well, and it God, forces Game like, of Thrones is just finished. I don't. And... I, we, we didn't watch it. Well, I know, but I mean, so, for us, it, like we we are we haven't watched the last episode, and I'm kind of concerned that we're not going to watch the last episode because she does with this with shows sometimes. She made aliens. it all the way through Breaking Bad except for the last one. I think she made it all the way through uh, Nip Tuck or something without watching the last couple. That's a, that was a good fucking show. I'm I'm sure it was, but I wasn't watching either of those with her, so I haven't oh. I haven't seen them. But they were, she just like she gets to almost the end, and she's like, I I don't know if I want to watch the last one, and we've got through the second to last episode of game of thrones which has put the whole fucking internet in a tizzy and i'm not saying you're wrong i'm just saying you kind of knew that the show was was going downhill when they didn't have books to follow anymore well not only that but i I don't think i don't think there was any way that it could have ended and this is coming from someone who has never ever seen it but i don't think that this that show could have ended in a way that everyone would have been happy that would have been completely satisfying. It's rare that a show does. It's the more beloved show, even even more so. But it is like the last show that we watch together that has been appointment television for us for the most part. Like it's been a little tough because she's been working nights and I work days. So we haven't watched the episodes as they were hitting on Sunday nights because it's too late for me on some Sunday she's working. But yeah. It, it is like that last time of, oh, we're both watching this. We're both into this. I kind of have dipped in and out the last couple of seasons, but I've still been with her. And she rewatched the whole series in anticipation of this last season, which is quite a commitment. Mm-hmm. And to not have that show be our thing anymore. And, and some of the other shows that have been our thing together, like the Goldbergs and everything, Goldberg is kind of burning itself out, too. Yeah, I gave up on that one. I had to stop. Um, yeah, I don't blame you. And Schooled is, like, even worse. But we don't have anything that's now like, oh, let's let's go and watch this. Let's watch our shows. We've, we're running out of our shows. So our time together is less of a thing. So when I had to watch this movie this week... Uh, she was like, oh, great, we'll watch it together because she really likes it. She'll she'll pop this one in every once in a while and pop the sequels in. And I didn't watch it with her last night. I didn't think about it because I was playing Stupid City Heroes until 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and so today we're at breakfast and she's like, oh, well, you didn't watch the movie with me and now you have to do your show today so we don't get to watch it together. I'm like, well, we can go watch it after breakfast. I didn't realize she had to work. Um, oh. But I put it on and she was there and she was drawing at her desk. Not a goddamn thing wrong with the fact that my wife is doing artwork in the morning before she starts work. Right. But I already said, I'm like, you're not going to watch the movie. You're going to listen to the movie while you're doing your other stuff anyways. So it's not a big of a, that big of a deal. But we now have to kind of decide to spend time together on this stuff. 
And that's why I worry about being up here playing this stupid video game and having my mini fridge and everything else is that I love my wife. I love spending time with my wife. I love having conversations and stuff with my wife. And I haven't seen enough of my wife lately. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's tough. And things like screens get in the way of that. Beat wants to know if uh, your wife is not into closure, and that's why she never finishes TV shows. Maybe. She moved around a lot. She was a military brat, so she didn't have very many things that were hers that she could keep, you know, and, and maybe that's part of it. But I, I think also sometimes it's just the anticipation that the end of the show is going to suck. Yeah, and I mean, she I guess... the end of Dexter. It's so. oh, that was not a. Uh, we started rewatching it, so I think we're somewhere in the middle of season two. But I'm like, like maybe we just won't watch the last season. Yeah, just get through the the episodes with. Uh... Oh shit, John Lithgow. Oh, that's season four. That's yeah, I, I think that's, that's a, the, best the last one. good season. Yeah, I don't remember five or six or seven being bad. I don't actually remember eight being all that bad. Just the last, uh, the way it ended was stupid. Yeah, it was kind. Of, I remember there was some season where it, it was a drinking game, except I don't drink. But I would be in the room and I would hear Dexter say something about his dark passenger. Just every fucking episode, he'd have to make some reference to his dark passenger, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, who's writing this shit? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. There was um, we just watched the episode with um, where he starts going to rehab. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's talking to the chick, and that's when he's, the dark passenger starts. All the dark passenger talk starts, and I was just like, <laughs> so cheesy. Yeah, the when he when he started going to therapy and stuff, it was kind of. And then when they tried to hook his sister up with him, or saying she was in love with him, that was yeah, tough too. That was weird. I remember that being. But very again, odd. this is from the. This is a point of view of someone who didn't watch the show. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Everyone has an opinion. Um, we should talk about sleepaway camp. We're going to talk about Sleepaway Camp. So This is the first time I've seen this movie. I want to put that out there right now. Yes, and I, I wanted that. I think I want to say that I remember us talking about it either on the second last episode or the last episode. It was either with Phil or with Jack. Now, Jack hasn't seen it either. Nope. I, I realized the other day. Um, so it might have been Phil. And I remember us hearing that you hadn't seen it and us sort of dancing around a little bit like, oh, shit, you know. I remember Matt needs to see this. We don't want to fuck this up for Matt. Yeah, I, 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 I forgot about the ending, and then when I saw it, I remembered knowing it. Right. Um. But I'm glad that you forgot. Yeah, because I remember looking the picture up of that last scene where she's he's naked, and it's just like, what is it, Felissa? Is that her real name? I think. Uh. I have it in it somewhere. Something. I don't know if it's Felissa or Felisa, whatever. Um, Angela's face, like superimposed on a boy's naked body. Yep. And uh, I just thought that was fucking weird. Like it, it, I, it's very weird. It, it's it's doubly weird because she's like fourteen when this is filmed. Yeah. Was, I mean, hopefully the boy that they used was a, over eighteen, but um, <laughs> the face just looked really bad and fake. Uh, I don't want to go like straight to hammering the end of the movie, but um, well, I think that's. I don't think they dressed up her face because I think I've seen her make that facial pose. Yeah. So my uh, buddy of mine has met her, and in the picture, she's making that face. 
and this was like two years ago. Yeah, it's like Skarsgård doing the the face of Pennywise. Yeah, and there's a grin. It's like, oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> like you are no longer invited over. Yeah. Um, have you seen Return to Sleepaway Camp? The is it the sequel or is it the that's like the fourth the, one the or two, the new one, the newest one, the 2010 remake. I have not, not and, and I was so Aaron has watched the sequels, the the two follow ups, which she was supposed to be in, but she couldn't get out of a. Uh, she'd been accepted at NYU or something, yeah. And they she asked for time off, and they're like, "Yeah, well, we can't guarantee that you'll get the acceptance again if you do that." Oh. So she didn't do it, and then Bruce Springsteen's younger sister starred as the character in those. But I guess she had had full, uh, full transition uh, surgery by that point in time, oh. which is another thing that is weird, and I guess we should get into at some point. But um, Aaron watches those sequels a lot, and they're a lot more campy, which is weird to say about sequels to this movie. Um, this movie, I mean, they really wanted it to be like good and scary, but the acting was fucking garbage. I was saying to Aaron as we were as I was putting it on, I said this is basically a John Waters movie if he did Friday the Thirteenth. And then when I looked in Wikipedia, I saw someone else had made the same reference. Yeah. Is that there's some heavily weirdy characters in this that seemed like they're straight out of John Waters' film, and especially the ant. The doctor ant of theirs. Yeah, that um ah, it was so weird. There's just a lot of weird a lot of weird stuff. Like um the the first scene uh with the boat and like the this two solid minutes of just screaming and reaction shots of people. Yep. Um I guess. Of one person, like the only person who really is freaking the hell out is the skier who's seeing it from the water. Yeah, she's screaming. the The people who hit them are probably just dumbfounded. the The dad's boyfriend, best friend, you don't see or hear yeah. any reaction from him. After, <laughs> well, oh my god, John! That's the thing. Like later on, you get that weird, like uh, the cut scene of the dad and who, who you then find out it was his boyfriend. Um just caressing each other while the kids uh, are like standing and giggling at the door. Like what did, what did that really do for the movie itself? Well, it, it paints a picture of what Angela sees as homosexuality is wrong in her head. But, and when I say Angela, we've, because we've already spoiled it anyways, we don't mean literal Angela because it's her and her, her brother. cousin or whatever. Oh, I saw okay, what you're saying. But um, how, how, in that scene, how do you see any sort of connotation that that is that homosexuality is bad? I, the scene doesn't paint it. I think, but it pay, makes her confused when she's now getting kissed by a boy and she's internally a boy, but externally a girl. Oh man, I never even th- I didn't even think about that. Right, and that's the thing, is that at that point in time, you're not supposed to think about yeah. that. But it does show that then she's in a, a touching dare contest with her brother or cousin or whoever yeah. as a kid, too. And so she's got conflictions about that as well. Um, because that, they're around the ages of when the accident happens in that, because it's the same kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's presumed that it's probably shortly after that that the dad and the sister die. So he probably also thinks that sexual touching leads to horrible things happening. So there's a lot of emotional stuff in this, and there's a lot of... 
questions about how this treats trans people um, in my mind. And I don't see a lot of that in people on the internet or anything. I think they just look at it as a weird movie. Yeah. But it's not really a trans character. Because no. they, they turn it into that in the sequels. But in this movie, she's not a girl because she chose to be a girl. She's a girl because it was forced upon her. And that's a very different thing mm-hmm. than it, it's basically the polar opposite of what being trans is. You know, she's being forced into an identity that is not her own, not her choice. Uh, and that creates a psychopath in this case, uh, which is not necessarily what would happen, of course. You know, but in, in the sequels, did they um, explain the voice at all? The voice? Because she has a girl's voice. Because she's taught to have a girl's voice, and that, and I didn't know if they, because I don't recall, and I actually did pay attention, but I don't recall a scene where they explicitly, like, other than the the aunt saying like, "Oh, your name's Angela now," and putting the wig on it and all that. Like, I don't remember there being any sort of scene where it's like, "All right, you're gonna you have to talk with a high voice now because." Well, the aunt's also a doctor, so there's a lot of stuff that we don't get explained to us. It's yeah. just to have that shock value at the end of the movie. Uh, but the aunt is a doctor, and we know that the aunt performed the physicals for the kids, uh, probably right. so Angela wouldn't be discovered. Right. But in, in the same the same like vein, I guess you could not you could leave Angela as an actual girl and not as a boy, and just something with water and camp and boating like made her lose her trauma. Mind. Yeah, the trauma. Like I don't I don't think <clears throat> other than the shock value of it being like, oh my god, she was a boy the whole time. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a trauma that would normally be enough for this type of movie for them to react. Um, yeah, but then there's, there's no one for them to really have. I guess they could have vengeance against the counselors because the counselor misbehaving is what caused the dad and the brother to die. Right. The, it, it, to die. And that makes more sense. Like to at least take like a Friday the 13th angle as to why she's killing camp counselors or people at camp. Uh, because there really is there. It doesn't make any sense as to why. Why would it? makes sense that she's she was a boy now a girl and is killing people because of that it's continuing the trauma and it's making the trauma more pronounced especially at the singleization of certain things like the fact that she is so weird is what causes her to keep getting attacked and then they keep using things against her like are you a lesbian Are, are you this why don't you shower with us why don't you get in the water why don't you do these things so getting in the water thing makes sense but not showering with people makes less sense um, and it's it's to drop clues at something that's deeper. It, it obviously the person wanted to do a shock ending. Yeah, the uh, the, the one thing um, my wife said while we were watching this is when she's Judy is making fun of her for not showering, and she's like, "We well, got a big bush." And Alice is like, "Why would that? Like, why would that be the thing you would go to?" No, I think she says she that you don't have. Oh, you one. don't have a bush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's like, "Why is that the? Why why would that be what you would go to?" Well, in the eighties, uh, pubic hair was something that was well beloved. Uh, well, that, exactly. <laughs> when you see the naked boy at the end, he has a luscious ball throw. <laughs> yeah. So I don't really, yeah, I don't, I don't fucking get it. Uh, also, in the eighties, all of her penises had sideburns. Mine still does. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Also, Jesus Christ, Judy, I guess was seventeen when this was filmed. I really thought she was in her 30s. Uh, but I spent in, a little too much time trying to see what she looked like now. Yeah. Probably fuck her now. 
<laughs> well, there was or at least spit on her. I don't know if you saw there was a, like a Sleepaway Camp spinoff called Judy that came out shortly after Return to Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, because she the, it was said that you don't actually know if Judy died. She she gets yeah. perfectly maimed, uh, and you assume that she was smothered by the pillow, but you never actually see that she's fully dead. So yeah. turning it into a, a possible spinoff character and giving that actress the ability to play that character again and do something else with it. I also thought cool. it was strange that the counselor was going on a date with the old man. Oh, jeez. Like, yeah, so the counselor was 18 when this was filmed. That, the, Meg. Yeah. And then Mel, the the camp owner, was 61 yeah. when he passed away right after this was filmed. Um, so yeah, so 18 to 60 is the, and she just like, she's always making eyes at him when, when they first go to the dance early in the film and she's looking at him, I'm like, why is she looking at him? Like she's into him and they never explain why she's into him or anything about that. And it just sort of becomes, she makes a pass at him and he, he's like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to have sex with this 18 year old Good for me, you know? (laughs) And, and I just, I didn't get it i still don't get it but it was less disturbing than the cook (sighs) that was very uncomfortable so that one made sense as to why angela killed him there was justification there but i feel like that scene was only put in there to like trigger her to start killing everyone It, it it's it's a scene that is not abnormal for these types of movies is that there's some older pervy dude who's into the the camp girls and everything or whatever but it's so blatant and this is again where it feels very much like a john waters-esque kind of a character and moment but he's looking at all the camp kids coming up and they're all obviously like 12 to 15 years old like not even remotely like and and that's another cool thing about this movie is they actually got kids to play the parts of kids yeah um but he's making references like you know it it, they just haven't grown hair yet it doesn't matter to me which is bad and gross enough but all the dudes that work there hanging out with them laughing at it and enjoying it like the other guy who who takes over his job when he gets killed he's like yeah, that guy always kind of had a bit of the devil in him (laughs) i'm like yeah that funny friend of mine he rapes kids I just like the shit, the acceptance. And and there's a lot of acceptance of like, oh, too bad. You know, Mel is a shitty ass fucking counselor. A bunch of the counselors don't care when the kids get in fights. They don't care if the kids are just beating up on each other or abusing each other. They're they're into it. And and some of the counselors like Meg are part of it. Yeah. And it's just it's so weird. The the choices made of, of these actors, not actors of the characters but I do kind of remember camp was pretty shitty in the eighties. <laughs> I never went. I did. You know, I, I went to uh, a couple sleepaway camps and then my, my first time in California, I stayed at a, a camp that was on a college campus uh, when I was 16 or so. And then when I, before I moved to California, I went out there and I worked at a camp, but it's, I was thinking about as I'm watching this, I'm like, camp was a big setting for a lot of horror movies in the eighties and and movies in general, like your meatballs and and stuff. Yeah. It's not something that you see much of these days. You see people going camping, you see people in cabins in the woods and stuff, but you don't see 
movies about kids going to camp unless it's set in the 80s or earlier. I, I just don't know if it's really a thing that kids do anymore. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I um, I really don't know. Um, I don't know of any of my friends' kids that are going to camp. I know of one person that's going to listen to this who has a kid that is probably close to that age, so I expect a response when he listens to this, and then I'll let you know what he says. Um, but I think if that you, maybe... If you had kids, would you send them to camp? <clears throat> I guess it depends. Um, I played baseball. like I played sports, so going to camp really didn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, you had your physical activities for the summer. You yeah. had your, your, your team building and and other kids and stuff. I, I, my parents were divorced. So my mom, I think would send me to day camp, which was usually more local when I was a kid, because it was a placement to have me during the day instead of school. Um, but also she wanted me out there and meeting people and, and being social instead of sitting in my room reading comics. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I also camp would be now everybody would be pissed off that they couldn't get signals on their iPhones. Well, that's the thing. Um, I also grew up in a neighborhood with other kids and we would play in the neighborhood. So <clears throat> going to camp really wasn't needed because I was already outside doing stuff. Yeah. Like, and, and I, I never, I didn't stick, a, I didn't stick with Boy Scouts long enough. Um, the only time I went to like a weekend camp was for getting confirmed Catholic, which I never finished. So, Yeah. Yeah, I went to Christian camp a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, I went to... I wasn't in band until high school, so there I know the joke, band camp, but there was never a need to go to band camp. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of surprised how many camps I went to now that I think about it, because I was not into it ever. Yeah, I, we used to do like a, a day camp, but it was like so, it was soccer camp. Yeah. So that was five days, and I ate Little Caesars pizza for lunch every day. It's fucking nice. awesome. Yeah, now I just don't even want to look at Little Caesar's Pizza. Oof. <sighs> you have Hungry Howie's by you? No, I've never heard of it, but I'm looking it up right now. Hungry Howie's, I guess it's it's more of a, a Michigan thing then, because we moved back here, and I haven't had Hungry Howie's since I was a teenager. And I keep seeing the ads, and then I drive by one on the way home, and I keep thinking, maybe I'll try it out, because our pizza options... They have the original flavored crust. I don't know what that means. Uh, they do different flavorings of the crust. I remember... Oh, damn, they do. Yeah, they had uh, they had one piece of that shrimp on it or something, too, at one point. I don't know if that's still a thing. Um, The Howie Special, I think. Let me, I'm, look, I'm looking at the menu. Where's the Howie Special? They're probably at a, a, oh, no, a level of comparability to Little Caesars, except I, would still, I don't this, know if they do the stuff where they're pre-cooked and you just grab <laughs> and go. I think this is a little a step up. Yeah. There's no... But a small step. Like a stumble up. <laughs> There's no shrimp on this menu. Um, uh, we have we have Pizza King, which okay. is it's kind of like a sub sandwich pizza place. Um, but these the subs that Hungry Howie's has reminds me of a place uh, called it was Pit Stop Pizza. I worked there in high school, so it was local to Sheboygan. But they would use um, a pizza crust for like a sub bun. And yeah, it looks like that's what Hungry Howie's does. Yeah, Roundtable does that too. Roundtable's ingredients were high quality, though. Uh, for being a chain in Northern California, they were they were high quality and uh, pizza. Out wings. here, you'll see a lot of pizza places and grinders. Grinders are really big in this area. Like the app to fuck dudes. 
Yeah, <laughs> no, but pretty much a couple couple slices of meat slapped between some buns. Uh, so the app to usually squished. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're sandwiches. They're like hoagie rolls, except they think they're they're sort of panini pressed. Oh, okay. Uh, so they're. Flat. I was trying to find another way to turn them into the app that fucks dudes. Um, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. As you should. <sighs> this actually, like, I wonder. So, do you remember? In true form, we're gonna start talking about food. But it, uh, do you remember when Pizza Hut like did the drizzles and then the saw like the 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 crust flavorings and shit? I I just I I really like Pizza Hut's stuffed crust pizza. Yeah, I mean it was it was really short lived, but I wonder because it looks like Hungry Howie's still does both of those things. Yeah, I, I wonder if Pizza Hut like stole it from from not necessarily them specifically, but oh, if they were the original, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta. I'm still I'm talking to two buddies about going to Michigan still to go disc golfing. It looks like these are all over the place. Plus, we'd be in your neck of the woods. Yeah, I would. I would make the, the time to go meet up with you. Uh, yeah, JF is supposed to be out this way in Grand Rapids area, which is about an hour away from us for. Uh, some I, I don't remember if it's which con, but it's some like horror book writing con or something. If it was Stoker Con, that was like yeah. two weeks ago. Oh well shit. That was the I'm weekend not. before I was down in Indiana and I was Son like Yeah, it had come and gone and I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah, I think he was just there. That dick. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, that's okay. I don't know if I could have gone. I think that was when Becky was here. I don't even but know yeah. if he's listening to this, but if he is, we're not happy with you. I mean I, I still love you. You're still pretty. I don't. I'm just kidding. I, can, yeah. I can't quit you. So, so this movie does a lot of the camp tropes and does. I didn't remember because I've only seen this in the '80s. I think I've only seen this movie once. Yeah. I didn't remember how many of the tricks that my guy friends used to pull on each other were from this film. So the putting shaving cream in the palm of the hand and then yep. ticking your nose yep. to get you to slap yourself in the face. The atomic My setup. friends definitely did that. Except we used Nair. Because mm. oh. we were dicks. And uh, the ultimate sit-up, I remember that. I never, fortunately, never fell for that. I never got the appeal of having your ass, your bare ass, have someone else's face bump up into it. Like, I don't. I don't know what that's supposed to do for the person who's like, yeah, sure, there's a victim in this. But the person who's playing the joke, also not coming out clean from it either. Yeah, yeah, you're going to get a face in your ass regardless. Yeah, I I don't quite understand. Boys are weird. Boys are weird. Yep. Trying to think of weird shit that I've done. None of it is quite as weird as letting someone put their face in my asshole. But there is one thing that you've done more times out of those two, and it's it's that one. Put my face in an asshole? Or had someone's face put in yours, but sure. Um, I don't think I've ever had a face in my asshole. I've never had a salad toss. Nope. Yeah, no, Not how I'm built. I, I, even if there was an offer there, and there's never been an offer there, I just don't find that I would... I would get anything from it. I could be wrong. I see. I'm, that's I'm, the thing. I don't, I don't know. I um. 
I know someone who takes it in the pooper and is very fond of it. Sure. But I also know a list of women who are like, no, that is poop comes from there. Yes. No. Um, so, you know, to each their own. I, I, I enjoy the butthole being a mystery. I know what my asshole was like Friday morning after the Inferno <laughs> Wings. No one wants to put their face there. Um, yeah. Do you have any hot sauce for your... Do you want any hot sauce for your, your potatoes? No, can you just bring Matt over here and let me lick his butthole? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to dip my burrito in your asshole. Is that okay? I'm like, yeah. Um... I've had some burritos that were probably very close to that. <sighs> that conversation really took a turn. Mm. Um, where are we in the movie? Did we? <laughs> okay, so uh, going backwards, uh, Angela and her brother, I forget the brother's name. Uh, their their kids, dad gets killed. We see that one of the kids survives. Uh, we know one of the kids died, but they don't really make it clear which is the point to to leave the mystery open yeah and then i guess the the dad's boyfriend uh, has nothing to do with the custody of the kids and so the the kid goes gets raised by the really weird doctor aunt uh who might be doctor enough to get prescriptions to female hormones but not be doctor enough to do surgery to make the little boy the daughter that she's always wanted uh she sends the new Angela and her cousin Ricky off to camp. At which point they all get uh, eyeballed by the weird cook guy. Yeah. I So real quick on that, I noticed, like I could tell pretty much when it started that he was going to be a rape artist, a pedophile oh, yeah. rape artist. And I really hoped it wasn't going to go that way. And then it went that way. And I was a little sad. It... <laughs> At least he gets his comeuppance very quickly, and we don't suffer yeah. through much of him. It, 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 I feel like this is who the oh God. I, I just listened to the episode of uh, Geek Cinema Society that I was on because I enjoy the the people, not because I enjoy listening to myself. Mm. Uh, where we did Sucker Punch, hmm. mm-hmm. and and there's a cook in that that is basically the same cook. I feel like it, it's just all cooks in these things are, are some sort of rapist. I, I th- <laughs> I'm dying. I think it's a really easy character to put in a number of situations, especially when um, people are getting murdered. Yeah, and that's it. It is a really easy character. Or it's the, the character who, the cook who who spits into the, the soup all the time and just is randomly disgusting and you know makes just the grossest meals. And then the next thing you see is a scene of the kids eating it and being totally unaware yeah of like well this is camp food yeah um and i i kind of expected that too i thought he was going to get beheaded and have his head put in the soup and then everybody's going to eat it and not know yeah the the decision for him to uh get the boiling hot water dumped on top of him and then to show the really garbage effects of his skin bubbling and melting which i, I couldn't even really say bubbling and melting it was more so like he just it, it blisters head formed and that yeah. was it Kind of um, like the bee stings later on. Yeah, and and the other one, the the arrow through the throat, like no one's gonna die from that. No, it's gonna not suck right away. really bad. No, you'd have to literally be left unattended, and uh, people let you bleed out for you to actually die from that. 
Although in Mel's case, I think that was the case because everybody, it, he was in a point where nobody could find him or was looking for him at that point. And then they found Ricky, who he beat up yeah. and took him back instead of like going further to find Mel. Uh, but yeah, so the, the cook could conceivably say who did that to him if he saw Angela at all. I wasn't sure if he did or didn't by the time that the impact happened. Um, the beasting guy doesn't see who it is either, but he also doesn't crawl underneath the, the doorway of the stall that he could have easily gotten out from the bees at. Yeah. Which I guess when you're getting stung to death by bees, you're not thinking things too clearly. I could have kicked that fucking thing down though. Yeah. It didn't really look like it would have been that hard. He was one of the beefier kids in this. Uh, so yeah, so the kids show up at camp. Uh, Ricky has a past relationship with this one girl, Jean, is that her name? Judy. Judy. Yeah. Judy. Uh, who, like I've already established, looked like she was 35, but wasn't. Not only that, but when they, they point out the fact that, like, oh, Judy, she's she developed. Her, her boobs aren't that big. I just, were... To a couple 14-year-olds, they are, though. <laughs> and, 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 and at that point in time, like, she had nothing last year, and then she's, she's developed this year. It's significant. I, I As a person who's been a 14-year-old boy... <laughs> I don't remember being a 14-year-old boy, and I, I, I don't want to remember being a 14-year-old boy. No, it's the worst. It is not good. Uh, but so Ricky's best friend, Paul, meets up with him at camp. And, and so, yes, makes the statement of like, oh, Judy's got huge tracts of land now. and But does it right in front of Angela, who he, he later develops a, a crush on. Yeah. Um. And I'm just like, wow, that's some that's some blatancy. That's some, that's some like right in the middle of the ground. But I, again, boys are they're just gross. We're, our gender is not really endearing in a lot of ways, especially when we're young and undevelopmentally. Um, There's that. And so, yeah, the the camp starts out, and Angela is spends most of the time not talking to anybody. Uh, and so to Matt's point, she has a girl's voice, but we don't hear it for the first half of the movie. Right. And that made it less of a mystery. I don't feel like there's a lot of mystery that it's Angela doing the killing in this. They keep trying to point Mel at thinking that it's Ricky, but we don't see anything to give evidence as to why he would think that. Yeah, but you also don't get a ton of evidence to point as to why Angela would be doing it. Not why, but as a person watching the film, she is doing it. But yeah, as someone watching it, it's not that far. It's not that big of a stretch. I mean, there really there's only a small handful of main characters that you see consistently that don't start dying or get killed. Yeah, it would have been cool if it was Paul, because he's he's tertiary to it. But he there is the point where he sneaks up on Angela and she's like, "Oh, I thought you were the killer." yeah. And it would have been like not unusual for the the cool boyfriend type guy to be the killer, but at least it would have been oh okay so it's not one of the main two characters. But all right, we get a sense of it. Yeah. But it it had to be her because she's the only one who went through trauma. And in the end, it it's not about the reveal of who the killer is; it's the reveal of who the killer actually. Is, is like yeah. what what she actually is um so i guess it's not that terrible of a thing and again we're putting a lot of of thought process into a movie that is 
kids getting killed at camp, which has been done so many times before and since. Yeah. Um, this came out, what, 83? I think it was finished in 83. It had a limited release and then got a wider release in 84. Yeah, so it's not... It came out at the same time as uh, the first couple of Friday the 13th. And yeah, I don't remember when uh, Bloody Murder came out. I think that was early 90s, but that's another camp murder movie. And Yep. <sighs> what was the... What was the one, the the town that dreaded sundown yeah you know kids getting killed not at camp but it, they they all have kids similar feelings to them yeah. of like you know someone just murdering kids uh it's an easy thing to do so yep. what stands out about this really are are two things one is that the kids are played by kids yeah uh, but you feel that most of these kids it, it was a very unusual and and a lot of that is because any other movie we would have seen uh Judy topless. We would have seen Meg topless. Yep. We might have even seen Angela topless because that's how they they do these things. And I didn't pay too much attention when Meg was in the shower scene, but I don't remember. There was no no Neapel. No. So the only nudity we saw was boys' asses running towards the the water when they tried to get the girls to skinny dip. The girls all said no, and the boys like we're gonna go skinny dip. And I'm like uh, again. That's how those camp stories get started, kids. Yep. Uh, boys at camp, they're kind of indiscriminate about who they'll get naked with. I'm not. But it's it's a lot of just kids being dicks to the wrong kid and that kid killing all those kids. Yeah. I don't get why this movie has such like cult status. Well, I, I think two reasons. One, at least one of the murders is really, really different from anything that happened before it. And probably since. I've not seen another murder scene like it. And that is Judy's scene. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's like two things about this movie stood out in my head, remembering it from the 80s. One of them was Judy being killed... So Judy's in bed. She has skipped out on going to the dance. She was making out with a guy in her cabin, and he's just like, I don't want to get in trouble because Mel, the owner of the camp, had just come in there. He's like, I'm going to go back, and she's just giving him shit because Judy's just trying to get get a piece in this whole thing. Like, she's suddenly into Paul because Paul's into Angela, but she's just, she's just throwing around everybody. Good for you, Judy. Camp needs more like you. Uh, you fucking slut, Judy. But after getting turned on by this guy, I guess because she's going to go prowl the dance after all, she starts curling her hair. And then someone comes in the cabin, which I don't think they do a very good job of obscuring Angela's face at that point, but they just kind of gave up. Someone comes in the cabin, she's talking to them in the dark, and then that person pushes her down on the bed, shoves a pillow over her face, essentially what we would think is to smother her, but then sees there's a hot curling iron burning a hole on the bed, she picks it up and shoves it into Judy's vagina. Yeah. And then you just see Judy's hand puppetry uh, in the shadow of the reaction until she stops screaming and writhing and gets dumped. So, again, we're supposed to believe that Judy lives through this if we go into the Judy sequel, unofficial as it is. But that's okay. That's not, that's not the worst thing to say that she survived. It's just that scene 
stands out. There's a scene in I Spit in Your Grave, which was also a movie that I saw in the 80s that I never want to watch again. Um, where a guy so you gets don't, his... You don't want to ever watch that one? Yeah, have you seen it? No, I haven't. Okay, well, there's a scene in that that stands out in my head, too. It's like two of the the essential, like, holy shit, I can't believe they did this in this movie things. Um, so this is one of those two. But the other part of the movie, obviously, is the big reveal at the end. You know, the, the getting Angela cradling Paul on the beach after she tells him that she's okay with going skinny dipping now. We don't see it happen, but we assume that he saw that she has a penis. And, and a sick Paul, ball throw. Yeah, with sick ball throw. <laughs> and that's probably what it was. Paul wasn't against the penis. No. He was really jealous of the amount of hair that she had. Yeah, right. <laughs> But I do believe that she's Italian. So fluff like that. Yeah. Um, So she she kills Paul. Probably because of how he reacted to the fact that she's actually a dude and is sitting there cradling his head on the beach, uh, still naked from the attempted skinny tipping, I guess. And so when she gets up, when the two counselors who didn't have a lot to do in this movie otherwise, uh, show up and and are looking and they're like, oh, there's Angela. Oh, what's going on? Hey, that's a dick. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a big reveal and that I think is the reason why this lands a cult film. <clears throat> the, yeah, I don't know. Like the shocked like I, face she made and all that and it's just like really fucking cheesy and, and I get like you're, I mean, you're working with kids in a weird situation and all that, but the, the face and the, the grunting was that a little was fucking, weird. The grunting was really weird. Yeah. But it, it does, it stands out. You know, if if, yeah. if the end, it's it's kind of like over the years, they've tried to make Leatherface into a trans character. That wouldn't actually be that far of a strat. I feel like that wouldn't it, be that bad. Uh, he puts on other people's faces, but I think yeah. in the, about the time of... Uh, Next generation or whatever of is that three or four? Four. It's the one with Matthew McConaughey okay. and Renee Zellweger. Yeah, I I think they start having him wear lipstick and makeup and and dressing up like women things. I but I can't for the life of me work up the courage to try to watch that thing again either. Uh, so I'm sure we'll wind up doing it here at some point. Yeah, yeah, I'm on for it. But yeah, it, it, at that point in time, it was such a huge reveal that was so out of nowhere for this type of movie. And again, I don't think it made fun necessarily of trans people. That was no, not a at all. very popular thing to do in the eighties. Yeah. Uh, it, it's more of, it just explains why this person has gone through so much trauma as to become a person who kills people for essentially being mean. You know, she's, she's just, Sick of everybody's shit. Yeah. And that is what the sequels kind of degrade into is Angela just kills people because she doesn't like how they act. You know. Oh, you're I mean, kind if, of a that, if that were the yeah. case, I would kill people all the time. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a person who doesn't have that that function to hold themselves back from like, oh, I don't like this thing. Well, destroy it. You know, that classically psychologically that makes sense. It's it's just you don't have that one switch. Yeah. yeah. What can I do about it? Murder? Oh, yeah, I can murder. Cool. 
that solves everything. Yeah. Um, do do you want to rate this? I don't. Do, are we still rating movies? How are we doing this anymore? <laughs> <laughs> we get to decide. We get to decide if we rate. I I know that Jack talked about it uh, one of the last times he was on about how uh, Jim Halpert from The Office, mm-hmm. John Krasinski had made a movie, and they said that. Now that you're a filmmaker, you can't go and and be critical of other people's films anymore. Yeah. Uh, Do you make movies? No, not at all. But I also had a conversation with some friends recently. Um, We were talking about women and if they were attractive. And um, if you would fornicate with said woman, um, the, the basis is you either would or you wouldn't. Like regardless of how attractive to attracted to a girl you are, you either would or would not have sex with them. Oh, God. See, that's right back to the office for me because I think of the episode where they were talking about, um, oh, Hillary Swank. And the office is trying to decide if she was hot or not. Yeah. I mean, it's the same concept. Like, it either is or it isn't. So we could basically, instead of doing, because, so we've now gotten further, further away from actually trying to dissect a movie and, and giving it scores. Instead of the, the zero to five, we could just do like, a, I would or would not have sex with this movie. Oh, we could do a Mary Fuck Kill. But how? With the characters in the movie? Uh, no, with the, the film itself. But is, this the... a, is this a Mary? Is this a film that you want to oh. have in your library and, and you want to keep it and you hold it and treasure it? Really is like it a idea. fuck? You enjoy the movie, but you don't think it's perfect or ownable. It's just like, oh shit, yeah, that's all right. I can watch that. Or a kill, like stay the fuck away from this thing. I really like this idea. This is what we're doing. <laughs> all right. Because you know you're talking about your attractiveness to women, and yeah. and I thought, why not just take that to the total sex point of like, yeah, let's let's do this horrible, horrible thing that people judge other people on, which is so sickening. And yet, in the context of doing it for the show, it's really awesome. I love it. So, as I'm typing out the word Mary, is it M A R R Y? Two R's. Okay, that's what I thought. Because like, it's not M E and it's not one R. Like, no, it's it, not a, a, a joyful, yeah, very fuck you. Know? <laughs> Every year on uh, June 82nd, we, we celebrate Mary Fuck Kill and we, we bring our fuck kill presents out and, and stand underneath the fuck kill tree. And... So Beatmaster does say that Mary Fuck Kill is played with three options, but I believe that he is a uh, victim to the time lapse. So he's probably getting your explanation as I say this. Maybe. Um, and if some other show is doing it first, we we apologize. You're better than us. We understand yeah, completely. The, but this was off the top of our head, so yep. yeah, this was mock anybody or, or rip you off. Yep. This was not a predetermined decision. I don't even know what movie we're gonna do the next time. Nope. But we're gonna discuss that one too. Um, yep. And also, when you want to do this again, but because uh, next week I'm out of town, so I figured we would at least miss next week. Yeah. Um. So Mary Fuck Hill. I would have to. Oof. If I saw this movie twenty years ago, even fifteen in high school, I would feel differently. Seeing this movie now in my mid thirties, almost twenty twenty, I would kill this movie. I think the nostalgia makes it more of a fuck for me, and that's. I, I... Yeah, that that was that was kind of where I was going with that. Is if I saw this, then I may feel differently. And I'd I'd also like to amp it up. I would like to 
actually had this be John Waters doing this movie. I think that because so many of the characters are just flat and normal and average for what you see for this kind of film, there was those couple of standouts. I wish it was either all or nothing on that. I wish it was more characters like the ant or no characters like the ant. The ant was fucking weird. The like, ant was I, fucking weird. Yeah, I don't she think belongs it was in a different movie. I, I mean, I guess you're not wrong. I didn't care for it. But I do like the fact that the, the guy who made this didn't know that it had a cult following for years. And it was like in 2000 when they came back and they were trying to get him to do the audio commentary on a DVD release. He's like, people like that? Okay. And and now he's he's making the films again. And he's he's they're talking about a reboot and those kinds of things. I'm not big on reboots, but I, I'm glad that the guy realizes that there is people who liked his work enough to have that interest because uh, it's it's nice to see people succeed, you know, and I I just think that this guy did something that was out of bounds and I appreciate that. I like people who take chances. Yeah, I mean, clearly a lot of people like this movie quite a lot, so yeah. it is what it is. Um, <clears throat> so I'm looking at the movies that I have that I want to watch and this is how I'm going to rec- make my suggestion. Feel free. To, if I don't know if there's anything you wanted to watch, but um, well, I had made another suggestion in line when you were asking me what to do for this week. We could do that. Otherwise, I, I, I have Overlord and uh, Shadow of the Dead. Both of those sound interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, eventually we could just do all three of them. Yeah, we can just start doing a, a list, and that way we don't always have to kind of figure it out at the end of the show. Right. I know Grant and I are getting together in a couple weeks to watch Troll 2. Nice. So we could, if you wanted to, you and I could do that or something. I'm more than happy to be a part of it, but I also know that you like doing well, stuff on your own. We, we, had not, we had not talked about actually recording a podcast on it. Oh, God. That was not the plan. It was just to get together, drink, and watch that movie. So if you wanted to, we could just do a podcast on it that weekend. And I'm not sure if I've ever actually seen Troll 2. I think I saw the first Troll in the theater, but I don't know if I've seen Troll 2. So, um, so I was talking to uh, Gary Yap today. Oh, yeah, Gary. Yeah, we were doing some catching up. and uh, Last night, one of the quote-unquote pro wrestlers, so the wrestling that Alyssa and I go to in Oshkosh, where um, it turns out that the wife of one of them knows Alyssa through her rabbit stuff. So Katie and Mike came over. And we all get along really well. Like Mike is basically my wife and Katie is basically me. So the four of us work <laughs> well together. So they're really big into like horror and stuff too. So what I'm thinking about maybe trying to do and uh, when it gets to the Halloween times, we were talking about going to haunted houses is maybe have some sort of discussion. I also want to have Mike on, which I didn't think you'd say no to. No, um, of course not. But yeah, maybe trying to do some attractions or some shit. Just a little more than you want to do that since the show started. I you did. wanted it to not just be movie reviews. You it, had I, yeah, but it's it's plan. difficult when you and I are on. You know, we were on different sides of the country, so it's it's difficult to <laughs> it's difficult to to ride to both of us get to the same attraction. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's that's okay. I mean, yeah. the yeah. idea is just bring content, and you know, you're it's right. You're but the show. We, we did that video game one, and it was like a one sided conversation. And as much as I love talking to you about whatever, it's still it's better when we both have experienced it and can engage. Yeah, um, I get that. Beat suggests that we should do Sucker Punch. Jesus fucking Christ, Beat. 
I, I feel like you can pick any Snyder movie and it'll be considered a horror movie by me. Um, so we'll back burner that for right now. But it, it, something to keep in mind. Go, go, go check out Geek Cinema Society uh, if you want to hear uh, my conversation with uh, Brett, Nicole, and David about Sucker Punch uh, because they're very smart, very interesting film critics. And uh, for some reason, they had me on to talk about it. Mm. But it's also the episode where the audience chose it to torture them. And that's like <laughs> why it was the addition. Um, so do we decide which one we're going to do next? Uh, you want to keep it a surprise? surprise? You got two weeks to decide. I mean, sure. Sure. I'll, I just, I'll let you pick one of those three. I, have uh, not I know nothing seen, about it, so let's do Shed of the Dead. I was going to say, I have not seen two of the three. I've, I saw Ghost Ship a very long time ago. So Shed of the Dead has Kane Hodder and Bill Mosley in it. Well, that's a good reason to watch yeah, it. Yeah, so I saw it because Kane Hodder posted, I think it was on Instagram or something. I'm um, I'm totally on board for that then. Uh, Bill Mosley, I, I think we've discussed. He's kind of become the, the stealer of my heart when it comes to horror movies. I just, I, love I really him. enjoy him in whatever it is I'm watching. Yeah, he's a super nice guy too. So happy I met him. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm friends with him on Facebook now. Are you really? Yeah. Is that a thing? Like I said, really Dude. cool guy. <laughs> Bill Mosley? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, I probably met him through <laughs> mutual friends. What? Yeah, not personally like don't know him, know him, but Facebook is Facebook. And he's just a really cool dude. <laughs> he's he's like I I don't know I I look at him and think like there's got to be a lot of hero worship there and everybody's got to be on this guy's list, um, but he's he's very personable and he's like my stuff every once in a while like when I post things he's just he's are we talking cool. about the... yeah I'm looking through your face I don't not see that you're okay. friends with Bill Mosley maybe it's his page or something I don't know oh. but like I said he's reacted to things that I posted before huh. Now. Friend him. I, that, like I said, that's what I'm trying to find. Super it. sweet. He might actually remember you. That's why he doesn't know me from Adam. But my Facebook, my my picture is him and I. Oh well, then yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what, where are you, motherfucker? Um. Oh, and remember uh, Russell? Uh, yes, the British uh, who's watching Oliver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and um. Ghost house? Yeah, is he in your house right now? No, no, but I, I, I just wanted to say this because, because he's such an awesome dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, I caught his King Arthur movie on on cable a couple weeks ago, and uh, the, the movie's weird. Movie, movie's <laughs> fun. It feels like the beginning of a TV series. Like it feels like a a pilot movie that should have become a TV show. But he plays the son of Morgan Le Fay in it, and he's so good. And and then the the actress that was in who's watching Oliver with him plays mm. Morgan Le Fay, so she basically plays his mom. So it's like when Tom Hanks and Sally Field played lovers in in Punchline, and then she played his mom in uh, in Forrest Gump. Uh, except she's she's still super hot in this. Uh, so yeah, it, it's it's one of those things. It's just nice to see Russell and other stuff, and and I hope I hope he. Does some more stuff that we get to review in here again soon because oh, yeah. I, I just really dig that guy. Yeah, he was a sweetheart. So, Shed of the Dead. Shed of the Dead. In two weeks. 
Kane Hodder, Bill Mosley, and a shed of some sort. I got to take my wife to see Eddie Izzard. Nice. I'm actually really looking forward to it, so I'm not even that upset. I'm totally jealous of that. Eddie (sighs) Izzard is fantastic. Yeah, it's the second time we've seen him. So this time we're going to go to Minneapolis. Last time he came to Milwaukee. But, yeah. That's awesome. So do we close off? What do we do? I, I guess so. You're still. Did you get a better? Can you read it or not? I don't have it open. I, not I'm only not that, even sure I, if I, have I don't anymore. know how much of this still exists. Uh, probably none of it. Hey, uh, Podcast of Terror. If you aren't subscribed to the show, yeah, and you want to be, you can look up Podcast of Terror on your local podcatcher. You can uh, give us reviews at your favorite one, and you can find our webpage at gncast.com/pot. Yes. Twitter, and Facebook, as far as social media, you know, follow the Galactic Network. That is the network that we are proud to be a part of. And the page has been very active lately, thanks to our friend Anessa, who's just been killing it by posting stuff. And some of it is is obviously sci-fi related, but she's also been very attentive to the horror stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a good follow. And a lot of uh, great uh, people participating in it. And um, finally, as far as that goes, you can also follow Matt on Tapped, Untapped. Untapped, yeah, Matt the Lifeguard. Instagram yeah. is the same. Yep. I took and, Twitter uh, off my phone because I realized I never open it. Yeah. And I got I've, I got annoyed because randomly it would update, and it's like you have nine hundred and seventy six notifications. Like I don't want any of those. Yeah, zero. I would like zero notifications. Twitter. And that about does it, except for I keep dropping hints about another show that we might do at some point. You and I? Uh, you and I and Jack. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that from him. Okay. So we're, uh, we're waiting on him. So I expected that other show to surface before this show came back. Uh, yeah, me too, I, actually. I, I don't want anybody to feel lied to or anything. It, it's one of those things that it's a special project for us, and it relates to the three of us all getting together to be able to do it. And so yeah. I hope it's worth waiting for, but I, I just didn't want anybody to feel disappointed because I haven't, we've talked about it on here, but I haven't been saying the name or what it is yet. Uh, just because I figure people who listen to us and listen to Jack will just understand. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's something um, I'm waiting on the meat from Jack. Uh and I'll have to reach out to him and, and see if I can help with the meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's supposed to get us the outline, and then you and I are gonna are gonna finish it. Um, <sighs> yeah. Beat made a comment about how this episode will be less than two hours, and I said, "Well, it it it. We don't have a guest. Jack was supposed to be here, but he unfortunately was busy because this was all kind of short notice. So, if yep. Jack would have been here, this episode would be at least double the length. And and I miss a lot of our guests. So we will we will work in slowly again as yes. we get our pace back um, to, to figure out who we can bring back. Uh, Erica, I guess, showed some interest maybe. Yeah, fuck that girl. No, of course I, I'll, have her. I'll actually, um, I'm going to see her in just under two months in Chicago. Yeah, I'm excited for you guys. Uh, I'm not excited to drive there, but I'm already trying to figure out how to navigate that one. Um. Beatmaster just said Apex. Um, but yeah, uh, luckily there are Uber in large cities. So I just will, yep. I will get close to downtown and make someone else take me there. Yeah, um, you, you, need, you need help. 
Yeah, well, not only that, but I looked up and it's like parking at the hotel is like $70 a night. Oh. So, because it, it is downtown Chicago. Jesus so it's like, Christ. even if I got a car there, I'm like, I could, I could pay 30, probably 20, $30 each direction for an Uber or $210 to park my car for three days. Yeah, that sounds like San Francisco. That's insanity. Yeah. Yeah, luckily enough, I know someone who lives on the north side who's about 20 minutes from downtown without traffic. He said I could we could just park at his house and then take an Uber. So it will not be the end of the world. Um, but yeah, no, I want to get uh, Erica back on. Uh, I've been talking to Matt Vincent lately. I miss Matt a lot. Um, he's living on the road. like Wow. Part-time. Yeah, he's, he's gone so much. He's just kind of living on the road. So we had talked about... Um, he made some comments about like just coming up and camping out at our, on our land for a bit. Cool. So I don't know if there's truth to that or not, but we, we had talked about the twilight movies. So that is, that's still in the works. The only way I'm ever going to watch them. Same here. Um, (laughs) From Edmonds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who else? Gary. I'll probably, we'll probably get Gary back on. Uh, I've been talking to him quite a bit lately. Gary does some really good, interesting choices. Yeah. Fucking just, movies that make me sad yeah all right so there's a there's a podcast of terror in your future and and we're glad to be back and if you've stuck around and kept us on your feed we're we're really appreciative that you you've done so we missed april fool's day maybe we should do like a june fool's day we'll we'll talk about it yeah because we had we had an idea a little soon for june well that's true that's that is in like four days (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> two days if you're if you're getting this in, in iTunes but yeah we'll figure something we'll do like a, a, a jewel a July Fool's Day I don't know what guys I've been drinking alright um, I don't even I don't know what to do with my hands right now nope uh, thank you for listening to the podcast of Terror we will all talk to you all next time stay scared everybody I like how you had to do the your own line after I know I, I would have given it to you, but I didn't know if you could remember it. No, I totally remembered it. I was just waiting to see how this one panned out. So, bye. bye.